Is this live? Ladies and gentlemen, we are live! Yeah, okay. You got fine. What are you doing? Thank you, dummies. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to yet another edition of Amp Radio, brought to you as ever by the Amp Radio Network. We are here, as always, to do hashtag smack my picks up. This is a big one, DJ Tony. Uh, Marco was alluding to it last week. UFC 243, Whitaker versus Adesanya, and it will take place October 6th, 2019 at the Marvel Stadium in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. It's a lot to say, DJ Tony. Uh, Big card, and of course, we also have a Bellator (laughs) card this weekend. Um, But of course... um, yeah, Bellator 229, we're probably not going to be able to get to that one since uh, DJ Tony, this is a pretty big card. Um, if we do have time, maybe we'll touch on it because uh, there's some fighters on there, man. Some fighters on there this weekend. And, of course, uh, if we have time, we may be able to get into a little amp radio rewind. I digress. My name is Proteus. Let's go ahead and get into this one. And um, right now, ladies and gentlemen, we are not. We are having some problems with the um, with Blog Talk Radio, so we do not have Tammy at this time. When we get her, we'll bring her in. Uh, but let's go ahead and move directly to the big boss man himself. It's Tony Time, bitches. Let's do it. Hey, DJ. Tony. Proteus, this was a big card, but I'll tell you, I may, if time permits. I'm kind of looking forward to Mrs. Gibbler in Bellator. So shout out yeah. to Mrs. On Gibbler. The Bellator card, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of good, you know, recognizable names, at least, on the Bellator 229 card. Lorenz Larkin back in action. Of course, Sada Wad back in action. And, of course, you said uh, the lovely Mrs. Gibbler. Um, and Joe Schilling on this on that card as well. So, you know, be interesting if we can, if time permits, to touch on it a little bit, DJ Tony. Um, but Absolutely. let's go ahead and throw to the star himself. Deep from the heart of Texas, it's Marco Fumwinkle, brother. Marco Fumwinkle, bro. Good. 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 So the amount nowadays. of money we spend on it, Marco, good Lord. I want to spend a penny, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, okay, Let, let's forget about all these technical difficulties. Let's talk to MMA, man. We're running out of time. Excellent. Let's get right into it. As you said, Marco, throwing directly to the middleweight division, of course. Uh, this one to unify said title uh, between... As I mentioned at the top, Robert Whitaker and Israel Adesanya. Of course, this one going down in, uh, I guess, the, the perfect play, uh, area of the world for it, Marco, seeing as both guys originally hailing from New Zealand. Um, you know, but Whitaker obviously repping Australia right now uh, at this particular point in time. But of course, Robert Whitaker, the champion. Uh, let me just pull up his tail of the tape real quickly here because I'm frazzled. The Reaper, we know him, Bobby Knuckle, 21-4-0, and course, hailing from uh, New Zealand. Uh, six foot, Marco, 185 pounds. 
Uh, Israel Adesanya, as I mentioned, uh, the interim tra- champ right now, 17-0-0. I've got him marked down as hailing from Nigeria. Of course, he is. Uh, has a Nigerian lineage. Uh, 6-4. Also, as I mentioned, 185-pound weight division. Uh, Marco, let's throw to you, uh, since this is a big championship fight. You were very excited about it last week. Uh, what you got here in the main event? Okay, before I start, that was a yes, job that, that uh, Tony did of Bobby Knuckles. I want to say it properly. It's Bobby Knuckles. It. <laughs> now, yes, indeed. The... Do you want the odds first, big boy? Or yeah, big give me boy? the odds, please. Give me the odds. <laughs> All right, so Israel Adesanya at a minus 115 right now. Marco, Robert Whitaker coming back at us at a minus 105. All the odds. Yeah, virtually a pick Uh Yeah. Wow. This fight. Look, Bobby Knuckles and Arisanya, man, that's an awesome fight. Uh, oddly enough, the guy from uh, is originally from New Zealand, claims Australia, and the guy that is originally from Nigeria, claims New Zealand. Go figure. Yeah. But <laughs> this, this fight is happening out there in the future, uh, on the other side of the world. Correct. In Melbourne, Australia, in Marble Stadium. You know, like, actually, I've seen pictures of the stadium. It's pretty cool. They got pictures of Avengers and Spider-Man and all, all over the place, man. It's pretty freaking cool stadium. But, um, dude, this guy is top heavy. The only important fight there is the, the, the main event. And they sold out that stadium with this fight alone, dude. Um, I've been tossing around back and forward with this fight. I mean, I recognize how talented Arisanya is. It's no joke. But people are forgetting how good Bobby Knuckles is, man. And um, yeah. a lot of people are on the Arizona high train, and deservedly so. The guy is really freaking good. You know, he got an epic fight with Kelvin Gasolam. Uh, but this was all the marbles, man. And uh, Okay, this is my breakdown. I am picking Bobby Knuckles because Bobby Knuckles! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think... Uh, like what, what a lot of people don't know is that uh, Bobby Knuckles man, uh, qualified twice for the Australian uh, wrestling team for the Olympics and the, and, the, and the World Championships and stuff like that. He's been like wrestling straight up since 2015 and qualifying for the freaking uh, national team. He has not. He, we haven't seen it except for his defensive wrestling against Romero. But I think this whole fight is going to predicate on him using it. It's like a secret weapon we haven't seen, and he's going to. Now is the time to pull out that card. Uh, I don't see that he has to take the fight to the ground uh, specifically, but you know that Arisanya uh, predicates his uh, offense on those things. If he's in a space and fainting you, he frees you and then he snipes you. Well, guess what? Where you cannot freaking faint with your back against the cage or even with your back against the canvas. Uh, also, uh, uh, Whitaker, man, he's a really good striker. And uh, Gastelum was able to touch Arisanya. Uh, and Whitaker, I think he will be able to touch uh, Arisanya too, but he packs more power, man. He's uh, a more, uh, well, he, he, he's a more of a knockout artist that uh, Gastelum is. Not throwing down Kevin Gastelum because he got some knockouts on his own and his boxing is awesome. Um, like I said, uh, I think this fight is going to be played a lot against the cage, and, and uh, it will take us time. We want to see the wrestling come into place because that will negate the feint of uh, Mr. Arisanya. He cannot be trying to feint and try to start his striking when he's worried about the takedown and, uh, you know, trying to get on his back of the cage. 
man, Edison and everything knocked out. Oh, we didn't get us either. We all we all saw how tough Arisanya was on a Kevin Gastelum fight. We all see how tough we get he wants to fight for another fight with one leg for crying aloud. This fight yeah. is going the distance. This fight's gonna be a so close, man. This fight's uh, and I'm gonna go with a decision for all the marbles. But I think Whitaker edged it out in a split decision that it's gonna be that good of a fight, that epic of a fight, but Whitaker is still your UFC middleweight champion, and it's going to set up, telling you, these guys are going to fight three times of their career. It's going to set up a, a, a rematch sometime this year, sometime at, the, at, the, at this time next year, next year uh, within this two, because they are, they are this good. They are the, the creme de la creme of the, of the division right now. I mean, uh, you got Pablo Acosta looming on the on the shadows, but that's a conversation for another day. So give me Bobby Knuckles, right? Uh, a split decision, uh, and still freaking... Uh, Champion. All right. Yeah, it's, it's a definitely a, a back and forth kind of a fight. Uh, all right. So let's throw to Pammy. Uh, let's get her intro in here if we can real quick. Sing. Dun, 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 whatever, you know. Yeah. Sing. Right. Come a few well, bars. <laughs> snap out of it. Hey, y'all. I am back to Jamie Lannister with one hand. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busting my sushi's open today, but I am good. I'm getting better. Um, like I say, just um, I want to get my stitches out, but I called the doctor and I'm like, I can't. I have to wait till it gets taped. So I'm, I'm like I said, like the king slayer with just my good hand. What's up, guys? I miss y'all. We miss you too, Pammy. And uh, we didn't really update the uh, audience, the listening audience, on what had happened to you. Tony just had said that you were out, um, you know, with something that wasn't very urgent but if you wanted to tell us what happened uh feel free if not then <laughs> well it's um it's what's it's, it's called trigger finger so i don't know if y'all know what carpal tunnel is i guess that has yeah. to do with the wrist well trigger finger is um what happened like on, on my right hand uh my, my ring finger like kept collapsing and it wouldn't open oh my and God. i would have to like literally like click my finger open like and it was it was so painful so what they had to do, they said that the, the tendon gets inflamed. So they had to cut the, the palm of my hand open and go through my ring finger and, like, Eesh. clean out my tendon, like, kind of scrape my tendon. So the palm of my hand is, is kind of stitched up right now. She was having when you go on all those old, old, uh, undercover missions to assassinate terrorists and stuff, and snapping them with rifles and stuff. That trigger finger. I know. It. Well, somebody said, "Well, stop shooting people." I'm like, "Well, I know, but you know." So yeah. it, it's yeah. on the mend. Um, it just it, it just feels that like I, I slammed like all my fingers in a door. You know, just. Oh. But I I took pain meds for like the first two days, and I'm like, okay, I can't take this stuff anymore because you know that stuff leaves you loopy and you know gross. But I'm back. Okay. That's what good and That's exactly it. <laughs> uh, and so, so and you know what? It's like I said, back. I'm better today than I was last week, so that's good, right? Absolutely. Welcome back. We missed you as well. Um, of course, last week was not very good for all to any of us, really. Uh, but we'll get to the end of that later, Pammy. So let's uh, let's throw okay. to you in the main event of USC 243. Who you got? All right, Whitaker versus Adesanya. Uh, I think this is going to be a really good fight. Um, 
What I, I question is, um, I know everybody's Israel Adesanya, like the second coming of Johnny Bones Jones, you know, mamiando about that stuff. But um, I'm not on that bandwagon because I am all Robert Whitaker, Bobby Knuckles, the Reaper. Oh, my God, the, the epitome of class. He's just like the most vicious, gentle soul. I, I love this guy. Uh, wrestling, boxing, jujitsu, brown belt, uh, hop keto, black belt, karate, black belt. I think that he does have a better fight resume than Adesanya. Um, Adesanya is, um, you know, both of these guys are relatively young, Robert being 20 and Israel being 30. Um, he's 6'4 with an 80-inch reach versus um, Whitaker, 6 foot with uh, 73 and a half. But, um, you know, I, I, like I said, I just think he has a better fight resume. His last fight was to uh, Wonderboy Thompson in, in 2014, and I think he was still a very green Robert Whitaker. Both of these guys have fought Tavares. Uh, Israel beat Tavares by decision. Um, Robert Whitaker beat him by KO. I, I think that uh, people tend to forget that Whitaker went 20, not even 25, he went 50 minutes with um Yoel Romero in, in like the most probably crazy back and forth fight that you have ever seen. I am I'm picking uh, Whitaker third round TKO. All right, so Pammy put really someone needs to be humbled. Here. Yeah, okay, third round TKO for Pammy. Uh, Tony. Oh, what are the um, odds? Did we do that yet? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We did them, but I'll give them to you again. It's as Marco okay. said. It's basically a pick them. Uh, Nasanya is at uh, a minus 115, uh, Robert Whitaker at a minus 105, Pammy. Okay, thanks. All right, so DJ Tony, um, uh, we're hearing a lot of the same coming out of uh, Marco's mouth and Pam's mouth. Uh, you know, maybe everybody's sleeping on uh, Bobby Knuckles. You know, uh, don't call it a comeback. He's been here for years, as Pammy's saying. So what do you got here, uh, DJ Tony, in the main event, UFC 243? Well, Proteus, as the great 70s song once said, shout out to Aaliyah, Rock the Boat to Rock the Boat Baby uh, by the Hughes Corporation. Look that up, kids. H-U-E-S. Thank you, Proteus. Don't tip the boat over. Keep in mind, don't tip the boat over. Here's a tough part. Listen, I probably the first... I don't know. Right after he was in that tough thing, I, I, I basically, I didn't believe in, in Bobby Whitaker, you know, lost two straight to court McGee. And like Pam said to Steven Thompson, that was a very young and, and, and weight cutting Bobby Whitaker. Right? He's not that large for the division, but heck look at Yoel Romero, right? He's not that large for the division, but I keep looking at this, his losses, Boon Kim, right, uh, uh, via submission, Jesse Juarez. His lone loss, um, meaning to a striker, was Stephen Thompson, right? He lost via TKO. But he beat Uriah Hall, right? Beat uh, Souza. Obviously, Souza and Yoel Romero are both wrestlers slash grapplers or whatever you want to call Yoel. I don't know what the heck he is. Um I just don't see him losing, Proteus. Bobby Whitaker, like Pam said, class, just an all-around great guy. As, as Marco says, of course, Bobby Knuckles, 
I'm picking Bobby Knuckles. I don't think he has too many fights in him left. I really don't. I think his career is going to be marred by injury, unfortunately. And it's, and it's a shame because of all of the fighters, you guys are going to think I'm crazy. Get ready to hit a drop here. Of all the fighters that I've seen in the modern era, he's the closest to GSP guys, in my opinion, just the way he acts, the way he behaves, his class. Um, I'm picking Bobby Whitaker. Oh, Bobby Whitaker. <laughs> Robert yeah, Whitaker, Bobby, Bobby Whitaker. Knuckles. I yeah, don't know. I'm picking, uh, I'm picking Robert John Whitaker, born December 20th of 1990, via decision oh. in a full-out brawl. I mean, this is going to be one of the best fights, toughest fight that I've had a call, like literally where I don't have, I don't know which way to go, but like I always say, Proteus, no one can stay undefeated. No one. So I think, um, I think Scott Bender is going to take his loss. Bobby Knuckles, decision. All right, DJ Tony, uh, you and Marco riding with the decision. Of course, Pam putting her neck out there, third round TKO. I am um, riding with this split decision. That's correct. I wrote that down as well, split decision. Um, <laughs> like you guys just said, like you said, Tony, it, it's one of these back and forth kind of uh, fights for me. I, it, even the odds makers, it's a flip of a coin, really. I mean, I'm sure there's money coming in on the fights, but. It really, really close. Now everybody's probably in the same boat. I think what what you guys have been saying, the breakdown that you guys have been putting out there is is pretty accurate. If Bobby Knuckles is able to uh, get on the inside of that reach, like you said, Pam, and 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 work his game, like you said, Marco, maybe get that wrestling game going. Also, like everyone has said, he he's the only fighter that I know of that has taken the uh, the Cuban muscle crisis to, as you said, uh, all 10 rounds and, and come out victorious. Yes, you cannot say the second fight was maybe uh, a little bit closer than we would like to have seen, but come on, Yoel Romero is a beast. Um, I think the wrestling is going to come into the, to, to this one as well, Marco. Um, I think Anasanya is has some holes in this game. We've seen it, uh, and this is a guy, I mean, Calvin Gastelum, Great, pretty good wrestler as well, but I think Whitaker's on another level here, guys, and uh, I'm going to take also Bobby Knuckles on this one, uh, retaining the title. I, I, I don't know. I, like you said, Marco, I think we see these guys clash again in the future. I just think they're both uh, too talented um, to not, you know, just have another meeting or maybe two, like you said. Uh, but I'm taking Bobby Knuckles. Pammy, I'm going to take him in the fourth round. Um, also by TKO. I think he wears on him, Pammy, and uh, I think Bobby Knuckles wears on him, Pammy, and uh, gets him out of there in the fourth. Okay, guys. Excellent, excellent. Um, I didn't mention it at the top, but I I hope everybody has a spotlight fight of the night, everyone's favorite segment, because we will be doing that after the co-main event. Of course, this one, DJ Tony, also, in my opinion, uh, if you want to cue the music, go for it. Yep. To the lightweight division we go. Here we go. To the lightweight division we go. Al, don't boo me. I'll boo you. You know, Quinta versus uh, Dan Hooker. Looking very impressive lately, Dan Hooker. I'll give you guys the odds right now, Pammy. Uh, one plus 160 for Al Iaquinta. Uh Coming back out of Dan Hooker is at a minus 185. Uh, Pammy, 
let's throw directly right. to you because I'm sure you're going to give us the records and everything. So why don't you go ahead and break it down for us? All right, me. here we go. Hang on, let me get back to you, uh, my there it guy. Is. Okay. El Iaquinta versus Dan Hooker, Dan the Hangman Hooker. Um, El Iaquinta, 32, 570 with the 70-inch reach versus Dan Hooker, 29, 6. Remember I said that last time, 6 foot 0. He's 6 feet with the 75-inch reach. Uh, once again, that reach, uh, got that great reach advantage. Um, Iaquinta has won 7 of his last 10. Uh, Hooker won 7 of his last 10. Um, again, I, I'm going back to, uh, I'm looking at a lot of um, fight resume. Uh, keep in mind that Iaquinta has wins over Kevin Lee and over Mosby Doll over the famous, hey, don't boo me, motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> you, you know, um, but anyway, as I was looking okay. at uh, Dan Hooker, hang on, let me get, up, let me get him up here. Uh, losses to Barboza, uh, losses to Jason Knight, Yair Rodriguez, Maximo Blanco, um, wins over uh, Mark Diakisi, Ross Pearson, Mark Ediva. I don't know who that is. Um, so, I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at a fight resume for this. I'm hoping that uh, El Iaquinta learned from his mistakes with Donald Cerrone because he and Hooker have a little bit of the, the same fighting style, actually almost very close fighting style, but I got to go with Al. Uh, I'm picking, um, you know what, I'm, I'm going with a, a KO again, another second round uh, TKO, uh, Al Iaquinta for me, please. Second, did you say second? And it's player? not the drugs. I'm not doing drugs. <laughs> second round KO? You better not TKO. Yeah. Thank you. Right, thank you, DJ Tony. That is the drop. Uh, the famous Ayakinta drop. Um, DJ Tony, let's throw to you here in the co-main event. Uh, another kind of close fight, in my opinion. Uh, Ayakinta, of course, number five in division against Dan Hooker, I believe, uh, in number nine in the division. Or, sorry, not number 11 in the division. Um, this this is a big fight for Hooker, correct, DJ Tony? I mean, if he gets this one, he's talk, knocked off uh, – know a big name in Iaquinta and maybe moves up in the rank so uh, a lot on the line here for Hooker what you got yeah you're absolutely right Proteus you know we always want to pick yeah we always want to go with the Hooker right can't do it exactly <laughs> uh nothing all right never mind <laughs> you know what thank you Brian Challenge I'll give my I'll rig myself on that one by the way someone is stealing our drop on that one just want to say there's a big show that's stealing our drop on that one. Uh, listen, the one thing about Dan Hooker is Dan Hooker, he's a he's lot kid. bigger, guys. Uh, you know, I mean, he, he, allegedly, Ally Quintus 5'10". He's, if he's 5'10", I'm 6'2". <laughs> so, li- listen, I, I just think... I have him down at 5'7". Being, I, I think you're probably right. I think he's listed as 5'10". So you're you're probably right. But if you see if you see who he's lost to guys, meaning Dan Hooker, he he loses to people that are strikers, that are you know, Jason Knight, Yair Rodriguez. Jason Knight you probably wouldn't think of as a striker, but he's a brawler, right? Yair Rodriguez, Mm -hmm. Edson Barbosa. Ally Quinta is none of that. Right? Ally Quinta's kind of like a Colby Covington, right? 
he's going to grind you. He's going to you know bully you. He's going to try to, you know, if you look at his, his fights, yes, he's had TKO stoppages of people like Ross Pearson, people like Joe Lazon, even Diego Sanchez, right? But he's not really a striker, guys. Look at his, his, the way he fights. That's not really who he is, even though he's had a lot of TKOs. I just can't see him finishing Dan Hooker at home or semi-home. So for no reason aside from that Dan Hooker is close to home and Ally Quinta has to take a 14-hour flight or whatever that is from New York to uh, to New Zealand or to Melbourne. Oh, my um, God, that's like I'm a too- thousand hours. Jeez. Yeah. Probably, it's right? It's the future, Pam. So <laughs> I know, right? In a thousand-hour flight, I'm taking Dan that's Hooker like to be a decision. Five years. Via via decision, and I'm going to be I'm going to do a Marco via split decision. How about that? All right. He's he's mowing your lawn there, buddy. Hey, Marco. You better not boo me. I said Marco is cramping your style and taking that split decision. Like ESPN will say, I'm not impressed with your performance. All right, Marco, we'll uh, get you to finish this this, this fight uh, off. I'll go next uh, in the co-main event here. Again, big day um, for the camp of Hooker and Adesanya will be Saturday. Uh, both guys come hailing from the same camp, both guys in the main event and the co-main event. The pressure, like you guys said, will probably be on Dan Hooker on this one because, of course, uh, he even though he's going to get the, probably the bigger pop, even though uh, Al – is a bigger name. Uh, just to alleviate your concerns, uh, Ayakinta has been in the, in Melbourne for a, over a week now. Uh, DJ Tony, he, he came over early to get himself acclimatized, which is very smart. I have uh, actually been to Australia. I actually have been on that flight. Uh, it is not a nice one. Uh, so getting it out of the way and getting yourself kind of acclimatized to uh, being in the future is important. Um, I think... Ayakinta is a tough test for Dan Hooker right now, guys, at this, this particular time. Yeah, Dan looked really impressive in his last fight, getting that uh, first-round uh, TKO-KO. Um, but again, against the striker, like you guys were saying, um, Ally Ayakinta was in there against a tough striker in his last fight as, uh, in the Cowboy fight. And Dan Hooker is a tough dude. Uh, he's not going to just roll over and go away. Uh, Ally Akint is, I believe, is going to be able to get to uh, Dan Hooker, put his hands on him, and like you guys say, like you were saying, uh, DJ Tony, not necessarily noted striker, but he's got that tough wrestling striking. I believe, you know, that uh, that really fast overhand right comes, you know, really quickly and um, it's kind of redundant, but whatever. Um, I think Ally Akint has a good chance here, uh, DJ Tony. I think that. Uh, Dan Hooker's not going to go way early, but I think uh, Al's going to get to him in the third. Uh, I'm going to take TKO. All right, Marco, you are the Bravo. voice of reason here in the co-main event, buddy. What do you got? Uh, for the sake of any freaking Australian hotel room, I hope I like, I like when the wins. Uh, <laughs> Just but, uh, saying, right? Yeah, I also made that thing to the future a couple of times when I was stationed in Korea, Seoul, in South Korea. Yeah, that, that flies. Yep. So but <laughs> Um, yeah, it's terrible. Dude, let's not forget right now with all five rounds with freaking Javier Magomero with like 20 minutes notice, you know? I think exactly. he is, he has faced a better competition. He has 
beat the better competition. He's well trained, you know. He's uh, for the uh, uh, longer Sarah African camp. Uh, he got partners like Chris Wyman as his freaking uh, sparring partners, man. Hayakwet is going to be prepared for this fight. I mean, Hawker has been entertaining. He has been good. I don't think he's that good. And uh, he's, we're going to have a wake-up call for him on uh, this fight. I mean, for better or for worse, Alayakwenta has, ever since his inception the UFC, he has always been a really, really good fighter. He has been really, really good guys. Uh, Hawker, not yeah. so much, man. I mean, he's been impressive, but against who? And that is a question. This is a real best, uh, best test. I mean, we might have some chase of Jake Romanson, and we're going to see that on the river later, you know, number five against somebody above, uh, below him. And uh, we saw a Caronier there. Yeah. I don't think this is going to happen this, uh, this one, though. Uh, I've seen uh, Ayacuintes a little bit better, a little bit savvier, and he got more tools on his freaking uh, belt, you know. Not only is he a, a really good striker, but he's also a very, very good grappler. And he doesn't show his resting as much. Okay, it's right because he prefers to stand and trade, but if he wants to, he can take it to the ground, and that is what we're going to see him shine. I'm going to take Ayagunta with a straight 30 27 decision. Okay. I mean, look at what the, the, the wrestling game was on display, as you mentioned, against Nermi. Uh, Nermi wasn't able to take him down. You know what I mean? Like, he, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, he got him down the one time, I believe, in the beginning of the first. Al got back up, and then, you know, they basically uh, traded for the rest of the fight because. The wrestling is on point for Ayakinta, uh, Marco. Absolutely agree there. Okay, guys, um, that brings us... Oh, I wanted to comment one thing, Tony, on what you said, um, one of the big shows taking our drops. I think since day one, all of the big shows have been listening to us. So that's a testament to uh, the great job that we do on this show. Um, and I thank all of our loyal listeners for listening because it always amazes me that anybody listens to the four of us ramble, but whatever. I love it. Thank you very much. Um, listen, guys, let's go ahead and throw into everyone's favorite segment of the show, Spotlight Fight of the Night, of course. Uh, Marco, uh, well, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and start with you once more. Who you got in your Spotlight Fight of the Night, brother? Good. Uh, I'm going to take it from Tony because I know he's going to take it Wednesday, but I want to uh, take it. Uh, Megan, uh, Megan Anderson is fighting on the show. Oh, no. Vagina Australia. Oh, my goodness. Uh, she needs a, a, a legit win, man. I mean, her only win was a freak, freaking uh, eye-poke kick to get Singano's eye. Um, that she, she's on home, home turf, man. They're giving her a gear that is very beautiful. You know, this Brazilian chick that I never cared about. Of. And uh, we had to make something on Megan Anderson, and I think uh, they gave her a winnable fight to... Shine on her contour. Uh, I'm going to pick up big enough by uh, TK on the second round. There you go. Anderson. Second round TKO. Tony, do, let's throw it to you because if you got the, I know that you wanted to say the same one. If you want to cue the music, go for it. You know what? I'm not going to cue the music. Only because Tammy's singing it. And of course, Marco took my fight. <laughs> Who would have thought that I would have been a Megan Anderson fan? Of all people, I know, duh, why right? would I like a hot, a hot, tall woman? So I can't cue the music. They cut off me. So, yeah, I won't be able to cue the music today. 
unfortunately, Marco took my fight. However, I do have a fight for you guys. I'm not going to take Pam's fight. The only thing I will say about Pam's fight is that person that you're going to choose is fighting the Wolfman, and that person will be wearing a V-neck right? all day long. I was going to say, Gosh, is it sweater weather down there? <laughs> For sure. Good Lord. Hopefully someone will give him a, a wax deal somewhere down the line, or maybe, you know, uh, uh, what, what's uh, what's that What's that shaving company? You know what? We need that sponsor. No, Darn, we forgot our sponsor again, Proteus. We're going to lose this one. Um, I'll tell you where I'm going. I'm going with the heavyweights, guys. I'm picking up my Adidas right now. I'm pouring an 805 in it. Uh, I think that's a, that's a uh, beer. I'm going okay. gotcha. with, since, of course, Holly Holm. I, you know what? Two times I can't play cue the music. Holly Holm's out, and Megan Anderson was taken by Marco. I will take Ty Tuabasa holding my Adidas with an 805 in a Las Gunitas. I am assuming those are beers. And he will knock out Sergey Spivak only because I can't pronounce Spivak correctly. Tied to a boss, a TKO <laughs> second round over Sergey Spivak. All right. <laughs> All right, Pammy, let's throw it to you. What you yep. got? Spotlight fight of the night. My spotlight fight of the evening is Jake Matthews versus Rostam Akman. Okay. And um, Jake Matthews, I'm up and coming. He's adorable, uh, 25, 5'11", 73-inch reach versus Rostam Akman. I had to do my research on this dude because I cannot find him anywhere. 27, he's 6 feet tall with a 72-inch reach, uh, wearing his sweater straight off the Tom Galicio collection. Um, <laughs> I couldn't find, you know, I could not find any uh, really – prevalent information on this guy. Um, I do know that he has some sort of KO power. Um, he did fight in April, May, and June, uh, and with uh, he lost a uh, decision lost in June. So um, he has five KOs in one sub. So I don't know if he's fighting too much, but regardless, I am going with Jake Matthews. Jake Matthews beat yeah. me, who was coming off four wins has won six of his last four. I, I think he's just up and coming. I think he's fabulous. A submission master. I'm picking him by a second round submission. Okay. Second round sub. Um, Proteus mm-hmm. is going to go with uh, the Diego Lima fight. Um, oh, I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure where they found Luke Jumao. I know he's from uh, also from uh, the area. Uh, but uh, Diego Lima is uh, definitely uh, no joke. Uh, two white, two fight winning spree, of course. Just recently fought Court McGee, got that decision there. I don't believe this one is going uh, to decision. I'm going to take Lima. I'm going to take him in the first round by KO. All right, there we go. Um, DJ Tony, uh, since you are the resident Bellator uh, man, why don't you, if you want to touch on Bellator real quickly, Feel free. Um, I, we only we got about 20 minutes left in the show, so I'd like to move on to uh, rewind. But if you want to mention it, please do. Yeah, you know what? We got to give it up to Bellator because even though they've had the back to back to back, I don't know why they don't book things back to back. Yeah, back to back to back. Right? Literally. Right? Yeah. I, and yeah. The the word literally is not used correctly, but this time it is being used correctly. You got, you got to give it up. Andre Koreshkov, who I thought was probably the best 
Bellator fighter at the time, going up against Lawrence Larkin. Hopefully, Lawrence Larkin will make some sort of comeback. Pam's one and only Joe Schilling is on that card. And let's not forget, this is Gibbler at a catchweight. Carrie Ann Melendez fighting the beautiful fit Mandy Polk. The reason why I say that is she's beautiful, she's fit, but she's not much of a fighter. Carrie Ann Melendez, man, I'll tell you, she is one hell of a fighter, even though she has a lot of a striker, even though she has a lot of time in between. This is going to be a good card, Proteus, and it will be in Temecula, California. Shout out to uh, Dan Hendo at the Pachanga Resort and Casino, so make sure you look at that. And, of course, that's Friday night. Uh, and, of course, the UFC is on, following that on Saturday night for the 4th and the 5th. Again, a busy weekend of MMA with no delay. Let's get to it, Marco. Let's throw into a little amp radio we rewind. Rewind. <laughs> all right, all right. So let's go back to the weekend that was, Marco. Uh, as Tony had mentioned, there's a Lots of cards. Um, in fact, uh, Ben Henderson uh, fought on the Friday night, was able to take a train or a plane uh, to Denmark and to, to corner his, his uh, fellow teammate. Um, that's how crazy of a weekend it was uh, in MMA. Uh, where to start, guys? I, I think we should start in the UFC uh, because, we, uh, guys, we had a pretty abysmal week. Uh, Marco, um, for picks, I think basically it was uh, it was the Bellator picks that saved us because uh, we no one got the main event correct. We all took Hermanson, um, um, our spotlight fights of the night. Nobody picked uh, a winner in those uh, for the UFC card, uh, but Bellator is where you guys shine. Uh, the most. Uh, DJ Tony, congratulations. You win again this week. You were tied with Pam last week. You took it down with three points. Marco, you were swiftly behind him with two points. And I managed to get my name on the board. Thank God for that um, with one point. Um, so, Marco, let's start with you in the in the main event. As I mentioned, uh, Hermanson, uh, we all picked them. Um, looked to me, Marco, like Hermanson had a little bit of. Uh, too much pressure on him in this particular uh, instance and kind of um, put all he had in the first round. And then uh, by the end of the first round was definitely losing steam, but let's throw to you. What were your thoughts in the main event last week? Look, I'm going to briefly talk about the main event, but the band on the hour was the co-main. So uh, on the main event, okay. uh, did, uh, he said it himself, right? he wants to be a world champion, but, uh, Canonier choking that he's not ready for it. You know? Uh, for us to those to Canonier, uh, I want him to be checked for performance enhancing rocks because he got all those holistic crystals all around Ouch. with pirates <laughs> and and yeah. So he got the power of the universe on him. So we got you said I check those rocks. <laughs> Canonier looked great, man. Uh, I mean let's give credit what credit is due. Kermans was able to get it where he wanted, he took Got near down a couple of times, and uh, yep. he was able to to execute some ground and pound, but it wasn't enough. Canonier found his way back to his feet, and then he took over. And uh, we seen that uh, the guy can crack, and uh, he gets you to the ground. He's vicious. Cross to Canonier, but the man of the hour for me was Marco Manson, the Olympic silver medalist from Greco-Roman on the 2016 Olympics. This guy 
had the whole, whole country of Denmark behind his freaking back. And uh, I think because he's 35, we need to fast track this guy. I've been making this point. Every single wrestler with Olympic pedigree that had come to MMA back on the days, Dan Henderson, Matt Vigeland, Randy Couture, and of the modern era, the freaking and uh, the freestyle, you got a Cormier, Seguro, Askren, and Romero, they have all become elite fighters, and a lot of them have become champions. The ceiling is super high for Romance, and dude, uh, because, you know, he's been a silver medalist in the, in the World Championship several times, and like I said, silver medalist in the Olympics. He looks super dominant, uh, but he's 35, man. I don't know. Fast track this dude, real quick. He already got the built-in fan base, Denmark, the whole country. Remember what the, the built-in fan base did for freaking the Irishman. Uh, so the only thing that I'm worried about is that his freaking manager is Ali Adeles-Lis, you know, the same manager of Victor Magomedov. So this guy, uh, Ali Adelis is going to do whatever he, whatever it takes to kick him away from Habib because with the pedigree of Manson, I think he's one of the few guys out there with uh, Gregor Gillespie that can actually neutralize Habib's freaking wrestling and actually get Habib trouble. Because besides that, those are the true, only true wrestlers of the whole division. Everyone else on 155, not really a wrestler. But these two, Gregor Gillespie, national champion, Marco Manson, Olympic-level wrestler, uh, by, by yes, accolades alone, are superior wrestlers than Habib. Habib's MMA is fantastic. But I think those are the two only guys that can give freaking Habib trouble if Habib stands around long enough for them to actually meet him. So props to Marco Manson, man. And by the way, a class act. The guy has been on the media all around, and he, the guy is a class act, man. And I really became a fan, and he's the first time I ever seen him play. Yeah, I mean, coming back to the UFC after such a long period of time uh, out of the, uh, like, had to go back to Cage Wars, I do believe, right? And then come now back into the UFC. Okay, so my mistake. I was long. thinking of someone else. My apologies. Um, yeah, it looked, looked incredible. Let me give you guys the Coles notes, and then I'll throw it to Pammy and to um, and to DJ Tony, this, these are my Coles notes of the main of the main card. Um, let's start at the bottom and work our way to the top. Uh, Dalby looked impressive to me. I was not happy with some of the officiating that happened in that particular fight. OSP does it again. Marco, Horrible. as you know, we have to change that name now no, to... Please, let's start the, 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 the rally right now. It's not the Van Flute, pro- uh, Van Flute choke anymore. Is the sound true choke? The motherfucker can pull the shit out four times. He already took yeah. the back of cookies and <laughs> ran away with it. It's his freaking yeah. move. Van Flu was the guy that did it first. But Sam Pru, that owns the freaking move now, is the guy that has done it the most, most successfully. He owns the freaking move now. And people yeah, know that shit is coming and they cannot fucking stop it. So it's the Sam Pru show. Yeah, and I, th- I thought it was cool to, to listen to the commentary team actually break it down, how he set that up, uh, and, yeah, not a single chance. Okay, moving right along, um, Roundtree absolutely got handled, uh, and uh, Gunnar Nelson, I don't know, on again, off again, Gunnar Nelson uh, wasn't impressed. Mark Madsen, like you, get, like you said, uh, Marco looked impressive, super impressive, got that, that fight done real quickly. Um, and Danilo did not seem like he appreciated that grounded pound at all. Uh, seemed like he was down on the ground for a little while. Uh, and Hermanson, as I said at the top, just did not seem did not seem to have it. You know, like you said, Marco got the fight down where he wanted to, when he wanted to, 
but I think it drained him. I think, you know, he had a huge adrenaline dump um, and just was not the same. And Cannoneer, wow, what a what a powerful guy that guy is, man. Uh, again, I gotta give it to Manson. I gotta give it to Hermanson. Nice suplex. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but I mean, and then Hermanson uh, obviously did not appreciate the uh, ground and pound of Cannoneer either. Uh, it looked like it was very painful. Uh, Pammy, let's throw to you, and then we'll close uh, the amp radio. We wind off with Tony. Uh, Pammy, how was first of all? How was your viewing experience? Are you still enjoying uh, the ESPN Plus? Well, I I am going to be honest, and you know what? Saturday I, I worked all day. Saturday was my Saturday to work, so I missed everything. Um, yeah. You know what? Don't laugh at me. I, I I remember watching some Bellator, but I was on painkillers, so I I don't even remember. Oh, perfect! Oh, is that awful. <laughs> <laughs> You no, it's totally fine and understandable. But I can, I can Honestly. tell you, Jager Musafi is funny. Oh, my, that is a funny dude. Yeah, absolutely. And you, it's good I, I watched him. the after press conference when he was talking about, that guy's a horse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway. Yeah, but, he's, uh, yeah, he's was a lame. pretty funny dude. I was dude. out of it. No worries. That's okay. He's a pretty funny dude, and... Uh, it's good to see his personality really starting. And we started to see it coming out right. a little bit in UFC, but now that he's in Bellator, he feels like he can uh, really be himself. Go ahead. Hey, don't you think that Coca was doing the freaking throat slash with the hand? Like, hey, cut it out, Greg. Nobody's thinking about that freaking <laughs> testing for steroids and stuff. But don't put that spoiler on us. Doing the, like a quitter, man. Right? Cut it out. <laughs> Coca, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but no. When he Coca said about the, the, the monkey steroids, oh, my God, that, I, that, that was a riot. Hey, All right, so Gilgar has a point. Gilgar has a freaking point because sure. they ain't no Usada on a freaking uh, Bellator. They all, all they do is the freaking uh, uh, freaking uh, weak the, the weak testing that the freaking commission do. That's it. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so let's throw to you, DJ Tony. Uh, do you want to start with the main event, or do you want to spotlight a fight that you thought uh, stood out to you? Go ahead. The floor is yours. What did you think about last weekend? Uh, I mean, if you wanted to pull from a Bellator card, please do as well. It's up to you. You know what? As my great friend uh, Matt Smith once said, you're bearing the lead here. <laughs> Listen, how can we not talk about Dan, Krusty Elbows, Mergliata, and Michael Venom Page. I, I, I think we're bearing the lead on this one, you guys, because we've seen this before from Dan Mergliata with the faces with Dan Hardy. And listen, I want to make a face of Dan Hardy too, right? I'm sorry. If you beat a woman, there's no excuse for that. Greg Hardy. You beat anyone else. Greg Hardy. Really? Greg, Greg Hardy, Hardy, yeah, sorry. Greg, Greg Hardy. Hardy. What, what did I say? Oh, I said the great said Dan, Dan Hardy. Hardy. I was so impressed by Dan Hardy wanting to make a comeback that I immediately went to Dan Hardy. Shout out to the Mohawk. <laughs> Listen, we got to talk about Dan Mergliata and, and Venom Page. I don't know how we can bury that lead, you guys. Go for it. Your floor is yours. Well, I, I, I don't think – listen, I think too many times referees jump in and do something that they shouldn't do. Typically, it's a bad call. But when you are taking your own feelings and making faces, well, you know you're being filmed, right? I mean, this isn't something that's, 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 that's foreign to anyone. This is being filmed. It's on a major platform. Heck, it's on ESPN. 
and you're going to, or rather on this one is the zone. So maybe it's not a major platform, but he's been on major platforms before with Greg Hardy and others, right? Making faces, mm-hmm. doing his own stuff. Apparently this hasn't been the first time that he's verbally abused uh, Michael Venom page. Listen, I don't know what right. to do with, with Dan Merliotta. I think Dan Merliotta is a good ref. I think he's probably a really good person. He had um, a triple, a quadruple bypass or something recently, which is why he lost a lot of weight. So I'm glad he's healthy. I'm pretty sure he's a good person, but he can't do this, you guys. You can't put your feelings in this. Your job is to be objective, and 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 you're coming in here, and you already have a, a mindset of who you want to win and lose. And maybe we all do, right? But you're a rep. You need to stay neutral. Well said. Well said. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Anybody uh, have wanna, anything to add to that, or should we, I, I, should we get I, I, out I of here tonight? Uh, real quick, uh, look, I understand that Dan Muglera, what he did is wrong, because it's, it's not his job to, to, to pass judgment on the uh, actions of the, the fighters. He's, he's there to referee and to be an, an, an impartial uh, freaking element on the, on the fight. But uh, we have to agree that uh, what Michael Benopez did at the end of the fight was kind of a dick move, man. Not, not, not the show boring per se, but after the guy is being attended by the freaking doctors, he approached the freaking uh, down fire and he started talking shit to him when he's being attended. That's kind of a, that's kind of a piece of shit move, man. I, I yeah. don't mind the show boring. I don't mind the taunting because, you know, I celebrated when Nick Diaz does it and Nate Diaz does it. I celebrated when, you know, people do their crazy things. Like, I saw the Pokemon Ball thing. It was super funny back in the day. But, uh, when the guy is on the ground already being attended by doctors, okay, stay away from the dude, man. You don't have to go talk shit anymore. You already won the fight, man. And I think that is what actually set off Ugleta. Whatever problems he got with a pen on page, they're over because he already recognized himself, Ugleta, that he, he was in the wrong. And the commission said uh, he, he, won't, he won't referee another uh, Michael Benno page fight no more. They, they won't put those two on, on a case together again. So that would be the end of that. But, yeah. I agree with Tony, but I also recognize that the the, the final move that Penn and Page pulled against the, the down opponent after the final kind of a, a big move. Uh, well said. Well said. Uh, I mean, sometimes uh, guys can rub you the wrong way, uh, and it seems like Venom Page, you either like him or you don't. Um, okay, guys, so let's go ahead and get out of here for this week. We're obviously going to do Twitter follows or Guilty Pleasures of the Week. We'll see you next week when we're looking for uh, – to forward to Joanna champion, ex-champion, sorry, versus uh, Michelle, the hottie Watterson. Um, Pammy, do you have mm-hmm. a spotlight, or sorry, a Twitter follow or a guilty pleasure of the week for us this week? I'm still at my guilty pleasure, y'all. 90 Day Fiance, oh my God. What a, <laughs> what train, a train wreck. wreck. Amazing. Oh is. my God. It's <laughs> the tackiest stuff ever. It's so funny, but 90 Day Fiance, you guys, check it out. Quality trash TV. <laughs> and, Bammy, it's, it's great to have you back. Um, DJ Tony, let's go ahead and throw to you. And you have a Twitter follow. I, I, I dare say you're probably going to go with Megan Anderson on this one since she's been putting out some exquisite photos lately. You know what? How can you not? But Markle stole my spotlight, so I cannot. On principle, I cannot choose the beautiful, follow her at Megan A. MMA, uh, Megan Anderson. But I will give you this one, guys. 
One of my favorite gyms. No, not AKA. Yes, that's my favorite. And not Team Alpha Male. Shout out to Team Alpha Male. One of my favorite gyms is going through some turmoil. So let's follow them at Jackson Wink MMA. There's some major drama and it's been brewing, but it seems to be getting worse, guys. So uh, follow at Jackson Wink underscore MMA. All right, uh, this week, all I'm going to say to you guys is that uh, we're, we are, it's official. We're getting a bad motherfucker championship. And I do believe that that, should, that title should uh, 100% uh, believe, uh, stay with Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Um, that's all I got for you. That's just a comment. Uh, Marco, why don't you go ahead and get us out of here for this week? You got a guilty pleasure. You got a Twitter follow. What you got, brother? I got a literal guilty pleasure of the week. Uh, in, uh, on Friday, the new season of Ancient Aliens starts on the History Channel. In honor of that, the whole week they're doing a marathon of UFO shows, unexplained shows, paranormal shows. Is there anything oh, nice. like that is funny as hell? Check the History Channel. No matter what, at what time of the day, they got some sort of alien show going on because Ancient Aliens starts next, next Friday. Follow up. Follow the show at another MMA cast, Radio Review Advocates. We're on Block Talk Radio with all the technical difficulties. Google Play, iTunes, Spotify. Uh-huh. Uh, five in Melbourne, Australia this weekend. Marvel Stadium, the middle world championship of the world. If you don't watch this fight, you don't, don't love fighting uh, MMA. Bobby Knuckles is fighting! And just like that, Pammy. Out of here. Bye. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. 